Hello and welcome back to Users First. I'm Alessio Ferracuti, UX designer and podcast host at Users First, and this is a recorded message from the future. Yeah, you guessed it, that's right, I'm in 2022, and I just added this short audio in the episode because I want to let you know that the episode you're about to listen belongs to the old season of the podcast. However, if you want to listen to shorter, better audio quality podcasts and a way better intro, skip to the new area and start listening to the episodes that have the new graphics. A little bit about myself if you don't know anything, I began studying UX design in 2019. Starting out, believe me, it wasn't easy, and after a few months of studying, reading books and networking, grinding really hard, I landed my first role in UX and decided to open a podcast and a blog to share actually my own experiences so far and, and from the experts that I've been talking to as well. Man, since my first role I've been learning so much from the smartest people in the field and now I've been handling successfully my career and I want to help you too so I can teach you the ropes, become confident in UX, land the dreams role in tech that you've been dreaming about for all these years and my job is gonna be simply to inspire you and bring the most experienced guests on the podcast for you. If you want to build your network, improve your UX skills in a fun way and learn about job opportunities Join our Discord channel, it's free, and I post UX quizzes there, and even have giveaways for you, I mean, uh, for the winners of the podcast. We have leaderboards and levels for the people who engage the most, and, you know, when you are in the top of the leaderboard and win the quizzes, not only you are given a shout-out in my episodes to show you, like, my full appreciation, but you'll also receive gifts from me. And to the ones that reach the highest level, I will even be sharing the secret sources with you of my career and give you access to my personal UX playbook and the books that influenced me the most in my career. Please don't join in too many, or I will literally go broke if I send gifts to everybody. Nah, I'm just kidding. Go check it out for real. And you know, if you want to help me pay off my expenses for the podcast, you can join our Patreon channel. And or you know, if you don't want to join Patreon, you can even uh, offer me a, a cheap coffee every month. You can access all of these from my website. It's UsersFirstPodcast.com. Hey, enjoy my oldest episodes. Peace out now. Bye. Uh, good morning, everyone. I'm your host, Alessio Ferracuti from AlessioUX.com, and today we'll be interviewing an experienced product designer in the United Kingdom, Sara Brunetti. Sara is a product designer with five years of experience, and she's currently part uh, of the design team at Crunch, uh, crafting design, design solutions for their software and website. She also works remotely with individuals, startups, and small businesses, helping them uh, build websites and digital products to their standout. Enjoy this episode with me and Sarah, and here we go. Welcome to the User's First Podcast by Alessio UX, where we interview user experience designers and many other digital experts who focus on building products and services that delight users. And what is the number one rule of every product or business? It's that users always come first. Welcome to the Users First uh, podcast, Sarah. How are you today? Hi, Alessio. Thanks for having me here on your podcast. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Uh, having. Uh... The weather is nice here in Brighton, 
And uh, yeah, I just finished my my working day. Amazing. And I'm ready to for the afternoon. Yeah. Wonderful. How about you? Oh, I'm 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 doing very well. Um, it's pretty sunny here in Glasgow, which is uh very rare, as I mentioned earlier. Doesn't happen often, so I'm quite happy. <laughs> I've seen in Brighton many people are on the beach enjoying the sun right now. Um, from the news, I've seen that. Yeah, it's very crowded here, mm. and uh, actually, I, I I haven't been on the beach during the like rush hours. You know, in a while, just because, uh, yeah, I saw I saw pictures online, and it's really really busy. Mm. I usually go on the sea from Milan or a little walk in the morning, and uh, yeah, when there's nobody around me, and it's it's much better. But yeah, it's uh, it's insane in Brighton. It doesn't feel mm. like being uh, in a lockdown, and uh, yeah, it's just mm. uh, very weird. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that? Uh, I had a question. Do you swim in the ocean uh, during the summer in Brighton? Uh, yeah, I am always cold because I'm Italian and I'm used to very high temperatures. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, in summer, often I swim with a jumpsuit and mm. uh, the proper equipment. But yeah, I don't <laughs> mind it because it is nice. It's it nice to swim um, also with other people. I never, I never go swimming by myself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know what's going to happen this year. <laughs> of course. I, I remember I've been to Brighton a couple of times and I remember like the water was freezing during the summer. So, that, you know, like I'm Italian too, obviously. And um, the temperature is always high. Uh, the water temperature is always like so high and the ocean is way, way colder. And then as soon as you step into the, to the water after a meter, it's already like really, really deep. And that's so weird for me because, you know, I'm not used to it. I, I, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the water is freezing cold, but that's what we have. And, but yeah, it's nothing in comparison to, you know, Italy. Of course, of course. <laughs> or Spain. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy because I live uh, like literally five minutes walking from uh, the seafront. So that's it's wonderful. nice to, you know, just go and chill out um, mm -hmm. on the beach. when. When it's no lockdown, <laughs> of course. And, uh, but yeah, the water is not the best one. <laughs> okay, but you, you know you have a nice view, and uh, you're working from home right now, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I've been working from home since uh, oh my god, I think it was uh, the end of February when uh, my company said uh, asked to my team uh, to like test a week, like a remote week, to see how if we were able to manage uh, the communication. And yeah, that turns out being like three months mm -hmm. now. And uh, yeah, I never went back to the office. <laughs> <laughs> it seems it seems nice. Uh, do, do you actually enjoy working from home? Yeah, definitely. Even before the lockdown, I was working from home uh, once a week. Uh, and yeah, I've always enjoyed it because it saved me like, um, I think like uh, one hour and a half a day just on commuting, mm. even though the office is not far from where I live and I can easily go by bike. But uh, yeah, just get ready in the morning, uh, oh, yeah. prepare my lunch uh, and cycle to work. Uh, it just takes so much time. And uh, I now I can agree. wake up uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Oh yeah, uh, me too. I felt, I felt the difference. I, I'm working out like uh, way more times than usual now. And, you know, be before I used to commute one hour and a half, same as you. And, you know, it's amazing that we have this opportunity of um, using more hours at our advantage. 
Uh, wonderful. So I would like to ask you a few things about UX design because that's why you're here. <laughs> but I'll, we can talk about Brighton later because I love Brighton. It's a beautiful city. And if you haven't been to Brighton, uh, you should definitely check it out on Google Maps. You can see anything from Google nowadays. Uh, before you stepped into UX design, uh, you were working in graphic design. And uh, would, you, would you like to tell us a bit about um, what you did as graphic designer? Uh, yeah, actually, I graduated in 2014 at um, NABA, which is the new Academy of Art in of Fine Art in Milan. Hmm. And my course was graphic design and art direction, and it was three years. But yeah, my my background is in graphic design, and I've Very been nice. a graphic designer until 2018, when uh, toward the end of the year, when I went uh, full-time freelance, I decided to switch career to web design, and eventually I became a UX designer. That's that's really cool. Uh, I love the transition, by the way, and and the studies that you did. Um, I'm really interested. What is what is art direction for the listeners that don't know? Uh, basically, art direction is I would describe it as ad, like the advertising. That can be like for magazine, for like a TV advertise, or uh, like yeah, anything more related to like art, art direction and copywriting. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it seems it seems like um, something like very Italian actually art direction. Um, like a, a, a bit more old school. Is it still something that uh, nowadays it's uh, on in demand? Our, our direction? Uh, I'm not sure because uh, I actually didn't. Uh, I decided to specialize in uh, print and packaging design after my study. So I just left that uh, the world. I think it wasn't for me. I didn't mm -hmm. want to work in for ad advertising agency. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my it, it, actually, it is stressful. Uh, working for advertising agencies it's, yeah yeah for sure mm -hmm. actually jo job related um i think in ux design um there is way more demand than uh, art direction uh just like i'm talking about facts uh what i see online if you go on indeed.com right now and you type in uh, art direction and then you type in ux design you'll see way way more way more results in ux design it's just like exploding nowadays yeah, definitely. And also it's one of these jobs that you can do from home. Maybe you can do from yourself as well. And uh, and you can freelance. Maybe you can find easy clients because, uh, you know, more people uh, need a website um, or software rather than uh, just promoting themselves. And, yeah. uh, or like a, and advertising or like a spot. TV or like a video on YouTube. I'm not mm -hmm. even sure what they're doing now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think uh, uh, my point of view, ad advertising right now is more digital. Like uh, there is more like digital marketing that than advertising. Uh, I think digital marketing is more of a thing uh, nowadays. Yeah, did, that's true. Yeah. Did I did they mention that in the in the in the studies? Well, that was in 2014, and I think that it was a bit different. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. And uh, I'm very curious. How did you how did you make this career change? You said there there is way more flexibility in UX design. Everybody needs a website. But um, how did you make the change? How did you find out actually about UX design in the first place? Yeah, so uh, it's such a funny story because it happened by chance, and 
when I when I started to freelance in two thousand in September two thousand eighteen, after uh, I've been working for uh, at a company for like two years, uh, I was working as a graphic designer and I was also dealing with other admin uh, tasks. And uh, but yeah, the company was small; they weren't doing well, and uh, they decided to quit my contract and put me on a freelance uh, base. So basically, they became my first client. But uh, probably I couldn't survive with one client, and so I started to, you know, I had to figure out um, what service I can offer, how to find clients, how to price my work, and uh, all, all this freelance things but yeah uh, it happened by chance because i remember uh, i started to do some i started to do networking in my in my town Very good. and i met uh, like a group of developers and they uh, and they suggested me to come to a um, co-working space where uh, where they work and uh, they say yeah maybe you can find some work if you if you join the space so uh, during uh, the opening day i think uh, at this co-working space uh, called uh, the skiff i actually came across uh, another developer who was looking for a web designer to design yeah. a website and uh, i was like oh, yeah sure yeah yeah i can do it i am the right person for this but uh, at that time i had no idea of how to design website uh, and uh, all these things um, uh, because, um, yeah, when I went freelance, I was mainly focused on, uh, I wanted to become a print designer and focus on brand identity, as well as making a leaflet, brochures and things like that. And I wasn't expecting to take on any web design project. And actually I didn't even like web design <laughs> that much, but uh, yeah, I, I also met another, um, a UX uh, designer who is also a web designer and illustrator. She's amazing. She's awesome, Megan. Mm -hmm. And uh, she she gave me some tips on maybe like you can start you can use Figma, and uh, I'm gonna wow. share with you some um, some templates you can use. And yeah, just give it a go and see how it goes. And so yeah, I designed a website that sadly uh, hasn't been built. I don't mm. know. There was too long ago i don't know something went wrong <laughs> during mm. the development but yeah mm. anyway I, I yeah i became very passionate about web design and uh, because i was surrounded by developers i you know i started to get more and more uh, web design work and i yeah and at some point i thought oh yeah that's actually gonna be like my future yeah i'm gonna be a web designer and also as you might know, uh, people pay more for web design rather than uh, it was making like logos, leaflets, or brochures because they can actually make money hmm. from a website. And uh, and so yeah, it was uh, it was going well, but um, I mean like toward the beginning of the of 2019, that was last year, yeah. I yeah I started to think that uh, my work uh, wasn't good enough uh, and uh, I was just designing uh, I, I wasn't doing things properly I actually I have no idea of like pixel paddings um, and uh, like how to uh, plan like a how to wireframe a, a web page and colors buttons components and all these things 
So I joined another uh, meetup called uh, Ladies at US, and mm. I think there is one in Glasgow as well. There are some across yeah. UK and also uh, across the world. Well, and, what's it called uh, yeah, again? Ladies at US, and it's for women. Uh, yeah, there there yeah. is a few there is a few in Scotland, uh, not really uh, UX related, but uh, tech related. I think there is a called a uh, woman tech woman uh, something like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we in Brighton we've got the UX Brighton meetup, new Xers, which is for uh, new people in uh, UX and the ladies that UX. Well, we used to have now we run uh, remotely. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh, so you did you didn't take any course. You just started UX out of nowhere. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, because by going to this meetup, I just started to connect with other amazing uh, UX designers and they inspired me. I started to read uh, online, like on Medium or on the Envision mm -hmm. um, blog website. I started to like, document and learn uh, new things. And at the beginning, it was quite overwhelming because I realized the quantity of things I was doing wrong and I didn't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to like, take one step backward and okay now let's figure out how to do one thing at a time and uh but yeah uh, i think it was in um in um, last year yeah i think it was in may when i um, yeah when i decided to apply for a full-time job as a product designer and the reason was that i think i wasn't doing i need to learn how to do this um, properly and uh, i was also excited about uh, the company because i knew i knew someone from, from the company and uh, yeah so i applied for this job it happens kind of bit by chance i thought well if it doesn't go well i still have my freelance business uh, and uh, I'll, I'll be fine but yeah, it happened that I got the job, and uh, yeah, I don't regret uh, any second about uh, making this switch, because uh, yeah, working at the company gives me more um, possibility to test my UX skills. Uh, because sometimes when you when you work with like small clients, uh, you you got many limitations in terms of you you want to do wireframe, you want to do usability test, you want to do research, but you cannot do because they don't have enough budget. Hmm. Makes absolutely sense, and uh, you know, like um, that's wonderful. I love that. What What is the biggest difference? I'm wondering, like, um, between graphic design, uh, web design, and UX design. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I think that uh, probably like uh, uh, the biggest difference uh, is that um, when you work on uh, UX or web. What UX in general and web design project and for UX uh, maybe I should say like a software or a uh, digital application this project can take um, months or even years to build while if you work as a graphic designer you might have like a couple of hours to do this job and that's done and also working uh, as a web or UX designer also requires more responsibilities because uh, and, and more skills as well but um, uh, as Massimo Vignelli said uh, if you can design one thing you can design everything so <laughs> I don't think that uh, there is a big difference in terms of uh, you know like the design thinking thinking and uh, the approach that you use I think it works pretty much for all the design uh, for all design uh, disciplines I like so, that yeah 
I like that. Would you say it's uh, <laughs> it, it's applicable also to uh, services? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, I always think that you every company work work uh, in a different way. So you probably will learn new things while uh, while you work. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. can't prepare uh, in advance. Of course. Things that you build over time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Uh, you know, I, I, related to what you said earlier, uh, when I was learning UX design, uh, you know, I had to learn more things and I had to take a step back in order to take two forward. And so th this is related to, this is uh, actually um, directed to the people that want to step into UX design and uh, they wonder whether they have the right background. They, they wonder whether, oh, I'd like I didn't do graphic design, I didn't do web design, um, I'm not suitable for UX design. Uh, do you think that myth is true? Because a lot of people talk about it. A lot of people are wondering this. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, well, based on my experience, I got my first, my first job as a mid-senior UX design, uh, product designer without any experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, yeah, so far I think uh, I think I'm doing a good job. I've learned uh, new things um, while I was working, uh, and all, and usually like for the first month uh, you don't actually do any like solid and hard work, but you just get to know the company, mm -hmm. how things work, and uh, yeah, you'll be soon able to do these things. And yeah, probably having uh, it would have helped to have more experience because I'm still learning how to do like user research, or I, I think that I learn new things every day, and uh, we we would we might not even even be like ready ready, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I think that uh, you should just uh, use your skills just like uh, um. How can I say? Uh, so yeah, basically, you don't need any specific skills, but uh, you can build a portfolio using your skills and maybe uh, figure out how to use them on real uh, on a UX project. For for instance, if you're good at motion design, you might just animate an app or um, a website to show that you can do these things and use it as a soft skill that can help you becoming a UX designer. But uh, of course, it, it depends on uh, on the company or if you're applying uh, for the job you're applying and uh, all these things. But uh, probably uh, a good recommendation would be to apply for a junior position if of you course. don't feel like you've got, you have developed enough skills. Or also internships are very good. I, I started out as an intern. Uh, oh, for example, in my cool. yeah, uh, started out as, as an intern in a company uh, a few months ago, uh, three months ago, and uh, they offered me a, f a full time contract a um, couple of days ago. So, you know, if you work hard, you can move, uh, you can move up your, uh, how do they say, you can move up the food chain very quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are uh, internships are just uh, an awesome way to start. Uh, I did a few in Milan, so yeah. I think I'm done with internships. Yeah, <laughs> well, of course. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, for people new new to the field, I think it's uh, internships are a great opportunity, as you probably know, like to to get to know the company and uh, to to start the job uh, in a very uh, relaxed, flexible way. You can learn without having too much pressure when you're an intern, kind of. Yeah. But when you're paid like fully, you're expected to actually be pr pr productive. So being an intern in the beginning or junior, it's a good thing, to be honest. 
and I would like to also to uh, point out something that you said earlier. Uh, this is uh, directed to the listeners, and um, uh, Sarah mentioned something that uh, she she learned about UX design uh, by going to all these meetups and meeting other people, and she, that's also how she got her job um, through a recommendation. So uh, that's you know that that explains itself uh the power of networking i know many people don't like networking because they're introverts or they're shy but uh getting out of that comfort zone uh is always going to pay off sooner or later it is going to pay off so go out there network talk to people message people do what you gotta do and i'm sure it, it will help you in the future and sarah yeah did an amazing job with that yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a I had a question uh, about the freelancing and working full time. Um, I've never freelanced before. Uh, I've only worked full time, so I'm very curious about um to hear this. What is the main difference between freelancing and working full time? Oh well, well. <laughs> I think that uh, the biggest difference is that uh, when you're a freelancer, you have to learn how to deal with the unknown. And you also have to learn how to manage your time and work uh, effectively. So, yeah, I think that uh, work is more flexible and you have more um, control over decision making. And that's definitely like a good, um, like a positive thing. But uh, also, yeah, you have to, at a stage, you have to learn how to deal with, um, you, you, you don't know when work is going to come and if the client is going to accept your um, uh, your estimate um, and uh, all these things uh, so yeah you have to become just a more flexible person and get ready whenever uh, whether the project goes on or maybe you get you have to take too much you got too much work for a week and nothing for the next one and uh, so yeah that's why um, you need to have you need to develop uh, other skills that you don't have or maybe mm -hmm. you might not use when you are working full time such as Selling yourself, um, so do marketing, do networking, mm. but no, <laughs> some people don't like. Yeah, <laughs> don't. Uh, you know, like related to what you said earlier, um, has ever happened to you that some people don't, uh, some clients don't, uh, don't pay or they they delay? And if yes, do you have any tips for that for for other freelancers? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it happened to me. Uh, it never happened that the client didn't pay, but it happened that they requested um, more uh, um, revisions and edits than uh, we were, uh, than uh, according to my estimate. And, uh, uh, but they, they also didn't want to pay extra money. So, yeah, I had some uh, very weird situations. Uh, where uh, yeah, the clients want to take advantage of me and don't want to pay the extra. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, luckily they've always paid me, and I got some other clients just disappearing after I send the estimate, or maybe I do some like upfront work for them. I prepare like the strategy and uh, all these things, and they just disappear. But uh, you have to deal with the with it because it will always happen, and. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's frustrating, but uh, after uh, after it happens like five, six times, uh, you just get used to and uh, yeah, just you move, move on. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, what would be um, you know, if another freelancer right now would be in your same um spot as you were before, what would your suggestion be? 
sorry, uh, again. <laughs> if you if you could uh, give some advice to um, another freelancer that was in the same in the same position, uh, what would it be? Okay, yeah. Well, my advice is to yeah just uh, move on and don't take it personally because people can be evil, clients can be evil, but they can also be very nice and sweet, and they can keep um a coming back to you for uh, new work so yeah just uh, yeah move on and uh, yeah don't think uh, don't think that you are not a good designer because they haven't chosen you or uh, you know but that for sure don't uh, if you think that uh, uh, you are uh, undercharging and uh, the, the price uh, they don't have enough budget uh, just don't uh, maybe try not to you know uh, undervalue your work and sell your services for less <clears throat> true completely agree on that <laughs> it's happened to me that uh, some people didn't have uh, enough budget but unfortunately I asked them you know to to pay me the same as I would get paid usually but uh, yeah so don't under don't undervalue yourself um, and work with people that are good don't work with people that are evil right Sarah yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, what What would you say is your uh, strongest ability in uh, product design? Um, well, I think that uh, my strongest skill is probably empathy, because uh, I don't uh, I don't know if it's just, if it's too vague or not. But uh, yeah, because I I've always felt like an empathic person. As, I don't know, if I see someone crying, I will start crying. And uh, or if I see someone angry, I will get angry and all these things. So yeah, I'm really passionate about um, like helping people. But when I design products, I, I become the user of the product. And uh, maybe I get to a touch of it because uh, obviously when you work in a, at a company, you have to also deal with, uh, it's not just about the users, but also about the engineering team, there are other things like marketing and the whole business um, is thinking in a way that is different from uh, the user. So the company wanna sell uh, your product and the user, you know, they wanna save, save money, get, an, get a good product, but yeah, uh, Basically, my work is is, the, is to facilitate this communication. So, from like tell, uh, also tell people in my company, like listen to what they say and take their advice to you know build, uh, design uh, design better um, experiences. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And by the way, I I love your answer about um, empathy. And uh, I, I'm exactly like you. I I, I empathize uh, people all the time, and and that is one of my strongest skills too, uh, the ability to get into the user's shoes, uh, which not many people can do. That's wonderful. What do you think it's, uh, uh, is like the most important part uh, when design or, or um, making a product? Well, I'm gonna be boring and say that all parts are important. Uh, but uh, maybe I, I think that uh, what probably matters the most to me is when you test uh, the product with the users and you listen to their feedback, what they say, and uh, you just don't ignore ignore it because you're sure that your product works uh, and they're gonna love it. But yeah, I think it's important to 
hear what people say about uh, yeah, your product or website. And uh, so, yeah, do a lot of usability testing, um, user research uh, upfront, um, and try to understand if you are building something they really want. Um, Mm. Yeah, just don't get too attached to your ideas uh, and uh, your uh, roadmap. <laughs> You're still, you need to still be flexible and adjust uh, your um, ideas based on the user feedback. I like that. Being very neutral. Don't take any sides. Uh, always think by the user. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite uh, like research method and prototyping tool? Yeah, uh, for the research method, I really like. Uh, I well, we do love, we do like uh, writing questionnaires that we send uh, to our users on email, and I do this um, in my company, not for my freelance work at the moment. Hmm. But yeah, I like to write uh, questionnaires and uh, read the answers, especially because especially when they are open answer. Um, because our uh, audience, our target audience, are freelancers and small businesses, and <laughs> I've understood that uh, these people are uh, quite often very opinionated, and they like to write their feedback and uh, you know get involved um, mm -hmm. in the project. I think it's exciting to see when yeah these people want to collaborate uh, and uh, he's willing to you know come to the office and do some usability testing. I think it's super cool. Because, you know, some freelancers, they, they work from home. They might not even talk to people for weeks. That's <laughs> They're so nice. people. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they like to come to the office and uh, help us out. And uh, in terms of um, prototyping tool, uh, well, um, for my freelance work, I use Figma. And uh, I love Figma. I think it's great. Um, I use Figma for... Uh, designing uh, landing pages um, or part of the or like product. And uh, I also use Sketch, and, sorry, I use Adobe XD at work, mm -hmm. because I don't like Sketch. <laughs> I use Adobe XD at work, and uh, recently I've started to use Webflow as a prototyping tool because I can build um, like web pages or part of the product and uh, test them in the browser and uh, add functionalities Basically, I am coding. I'm also coding Wonderful. the product, and that's awesome because <laughs> I've got um, yeah, I've got more control over um, the design, and I don't have to you know re replicate the page for like tablet or mobile view or desktop and so on. But yeah, I think that my favorite two are probably Figma. Figma, I will use it early, early on, and I will use Webflow only to build the pay the the actual thing oh to to, to actually oh, code it one... yeah uh, the thing yeah the thing that I, I will test with user one prototype instead of maybe in figma i will come up with like five different solutions for the same landing page but on webflow i will probably just prefer one ah that that's quite interesting and can you connect figma to uh, webflow um no it does i don't think so but uh, uh, yeah, I think that uh, once you got the design, it doesn't take a lot to rebuild the thing in Webflow. Or often, I just design the I prepare the mockup in Enigma without colors or just Lorem Ipsum, 
and um, hmm. I build the, the actual thing in Webflow. It all depends on the on the kind of project. I'm mm -hmm. Can you can you also make um, uh, dynamic um, called dynamic auto layouts in um, in Webflow? Yeah, you can do anything really. And uh, the good thing is that uh, you, when you sh when you post it live, is is an actual website. So yeah, wow. you've coded in website. Wow. That's wonderful. Uh, I've never used Webflow, so um, I'll definitely check it out after after this podcast session. <laughs> wonderful, thanks. Uh, you know, I I know that you read a lot of books um, because I follow you on Instagram. And uh, by the way, Sarah has a very active profile on Instagram, so uh, definitely check her profile out. Uh, what's what's her your Instagram um, uh, at uh, the username? Uh, Is Saretta uh, dot UX and maybe we can leave in the show notes. For sure, I will. I will put a link in the description of this uh, audio. So if you're on Spotify, definitely go in the description of this audio and look for more details. And, I, and there will be um, Sarah username there, uh, Saretta.ux. And uh, yeah, follow her because she has a lot of nice pictures. She uh, suggests many books, and you recently bought a new book, right? Uh, yeah, my the latest one I'm reading is Make Time uh, from Jake Knapp, uh, and that was another person that I don't remember the name, but yeah, that's wonderful, and I haven't uh, finished it yet, so I can, still ca cannot recommend, but uh, yeah, so far, so good. Mm -hmm. and it's, actually, what's it called? Morning, what's it called again? It's called Make Time. Ah, isn't it the one about workshops? Uh, that's can be sprint. I think the one you're talking about is it sprint? Because uh, ah. Big Nap is the author of uh, book sprint and make time. So yeah, that yeah, it is such a nice, cute, hmm. and uh, very easy to read a book. It's Jake Nap and John Sera. Yeah, I'm probably mm -hmm. cool. oh, very very clever guys yeah yes. i've read i've read the book sprint and uh you know i, I love it it's just uh cutting cutting through the noise like jeez you know it's mind-blowing you know, sometimes there is like so many meetings and so many like um useless things said uh in conversations and that just goes like, through all that, like um, sprint workshops and uh, sprint designs, and you know that's uh, sprint uh, usability testings, like everything. That's wonderful. I love the book. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, same. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, the books I would recommend. Uh, one is One Hundred Things About People Every Designer Needs to Know by Susan Wayne Kane. <laughs> hmm. And the book is. Brilliant! I yeah, I loved it. I finished it uh, last month, I think, before I started uh, make time, and yeah, highly recommended by anyone. And uh, yeah, it just say what the title said, so you're gonna learn one of the things you didn't know about hmm. people. So yeah, if you're a UX designer, just check it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're dealing with people, so we have to know what people are thinking. And what people are expecting. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. And another one is just enough research by Erika Hall, and uh, also that one. That one is uh, specific about um, user research, hmm. and uh, yeah, that's also 
because I think that you can skip uh, hundreds of medium articles about user research and just read that book because it's very, it's very, it's not like short, it's, it's a very small uh, book, not too long, but yeah, it just uh, give you like an idea of how to do user research and the techniques um, and things like that. And I recommend you, if even if you've never done, especially if you've never done uh, user, user research, the book will teach you the basics. For mm -hmm. sure, mm -hmm. and um, another one is uh, well, we we have already mentioned, but yeah, I think that Sprint uh, is awesome. Uh, and uh, if you are not, if you're a UX designer, you might not want to read it because it's more about like facilitating workshop and uh, you know uh, design doing uh, like doing the Sprint. But um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that is actually it's a, it's a nice book. Uh, Again, like very easy reading that will teach you how actually like uh, we work at Google and a Google Venture. I had fun reading that book. For me, it wasn't uh, like a business uh, heavy book. Yeah. So yeah, too. definitely recommend it. And uh, another one is uh, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And uh, yeah, it's about like mm, selling uh, yourself um, and uh, uh, mm. yeah, like Selling, selling yourself and uh, yeah it will uh, change uh, my way of thinking completely and uh, I actually wrote my website again after completely after hmm. I read this book because um, it's really like if you're a freelancer you're, you're definitely gonna love this book hmm. because um, it's like a story where um, the main character the hero is the client and the client has a problem so uh, the clients need a website, and but they cannot find anything that he likes. So you come uh, uh, as a helper, and uh, with your superpower, you can help him to build a website and grow his company. It's this is in a nutshell. But yeah, definitely check out um, Story Brand. I like I like the intro of the books that you gave. It was a uh, very very detailed. <laughs> Love that. Amazing. Um. I would like to wrap up the, the podcast episode uh, with one last question. If you had, uh, if you had one advice uh, for people that want to begin uh, UX design, what would it be? Uh, you want to become a, uh, I would say, um, take, uh, do some, uh, make time for side projects. And uh, so even if you're doing uh, they do like um, uh, Adobe XD daily challenges, or maybe you can start doing some um, animate some uh, work on uh, and share it with people. But yeah, start creating uh, things without uh, without a brief, and uh, try to figure out if you're more if you, like the areas that you want to focus, whether it's more uh, UI, it's more research, it's more UX, it's more web design, and these things. But yeah, try it, experiment and um, keep learning. So read more books uh, and watch less Netflix, as I always say to people. And but yeah, just uh, keep learning and uh, just really love, become passionate about uh, what you do. Because, uh, for example, um, I just came across Webflow just randomly watching videos on YouTube. And uh, I tried the tool and I was oh my God, yeah, this is going to be like what I want to do. For my careers, I want to build a web webflow website, and that didn't happen. But I'm, I'm planning on making um, videos on my YouTube channel and talk about uh, 
how to use Webflow. Wonderful. I think there couldn't be any uh, better ending of the of the episode with the, with this advice. Um, I really like that. Working on side projects is so important. Uh, I can relate to that. Just don't get don't get too comfortable. Uh, keep on doing things. It, it'll always get better. Yeah, and also learn how to sh to share your work and not just be oh my god, it's not good enough. People are doing amazing things because of course people are gonna always do amazing things. Uh, but uh, you're going to get better and better and it's nice to have a feedback from others uh, and uh, you also, you know, people can start noticing you so, yeah, they might consider hiring you or, uh, yeah That's true, you never know opportunity uh, hard work leads to opportunity all the time I like that um, uh, if uh, our listeners wanted to get a hold of you uh, Sarah, uh, how could they contact you? Uh, so, yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram at uh, saretta.ux and uh, I'm also on um, YouTube. I make videos about uh, UX design and research um, and uh, I'm planning on making more videos in English. So, yeah, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you're going to see what, uh, what I'm up to. My next uh, what video is coming next. And... Uh, yeah, you can always um, pretty much on Instagram and uh, yeah, I'm there every day. <laughs> I, lo I look forward to seeing more videos, definitely. So go go check uh, Sarah's Instagram and uh, YouTube channel, uh, which is in Italian at the moment, but it will be uh, soon in English. And um, thank you for coming to the podcast, Sarah. I really, I really enjoyed uh, your company in this episode. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here. Thank you.